0: that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on, in the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls, average and only, again. average and only, again. yeah. Hello. Hello. Maddie's here. Um. Okay, so studio's changed a little bit again. Here we are, but we're making it work, and so it looks a little less murdery today.
1: Just by a tad. Just a tad. The picture frame really adds some, like, hominess to it. If right. you're just listening, then our detail in the, yeah, sorry about the that. room will just have to suffice. But,
0: yeah, yeah it looks good in here. Um, Maddie and I were just talking, you about how she is a watcher. She specifically watches the videos, and I only listen to us because I don't want to see what I look like ever. Well, mine's not because I want to see what I look like. I
1: just you're so self-absorbed. <laughs> no, I just like regularly watch other youtubers oh that's true i'm also not a youtube watcher yeah but you listen to other podcasts yeah i don't
0: because i have to be doing something else while i'm listening to a podcast i can't just sit down and watch youtube
1: oh i love that when i'm like yeah i'm winding down i roll over i'm like not trying to go to bed yet but i still have a little bit of time to waste Mm -hmm. before i get too sleepy i like watch a video
0: interesting yeah we're very different humans we
1: are but somehow the same somehow the same anyways um what did you
0: have for dinner oh you saw what i had for dinner i had a, I had a cow salad nice yeah it got a little crazy you know <laughs> avocado little broccoli on there nice crazy what did you have
1: i actually had salmon and rice oh and broccoli God. are we adults
0: we we're kind of adults
1: wow, that's kind of nuts Weird,
0: right? I also did have, like, three pumpkin mochis, though. Ooh. I, my dessert
1: was um, a Asian pear. Ooh. Oh, right, 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 I was there. I don't know why so I think I forgot. <laughs> and ginger ale, which I'm, I, I know t- I'm the weirdest person, but, like, true. that's, like, such a great snack to me. I
0: don't like ginger ale.
1: <gasps> I love ginger ale. Wait, can I
0: smell it? Sure. I just forget what it smells like. Because I like ginger. I just don't like ginger ale, I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Okay. See, I think it's associated with a bad memory in my head, but I don't know what the memory is. It's probably because you drank this when you were sick when you were little. But I don't think I did. My mom usually didn't give me ginger ale. Oh, okay.
1: I always drank 7-Up when I was little and sick. Oh, so now you associate it with that? 7-Up, yeah. Interesting. But not like Sprite, even though they're technically like a lemon-lime soda, too. I don't know. Anywho. Anyways,
0: we have a hot take. Haley, what is it? Oh, uh, our hot take is embarrassing, not embarrassing even, but weird things that you did, like in elementary school or middle school. Okay. Like, weird games that you might have played, like, in your head. Okay. That you're, like, as you get older, you're like, I don't know why I did that. Okay, yes. So, the, we were trying to brainstorm ideas, and I could think of a million different weird things I did. One of the th- first of all, one of the things, this isn't even a game, but I'm, I used to do this, and looking back on it now, I'm like, what the heck? I used to sit, there was, like... At our elementary school, there was like a little like trailer that was like an extension because they were building, mm-hmm. and so, so it was like a mod. And so we would, I would go to this little back corner whenever I didn't feel like playing. I was super, you know, I don't <laughs> know what I was kids. doing, I don't know. And I would put rocks in my knees. Did I ever tell you this? Yes, I would this sit was. Right this was you. Yes, and I would put pebbles in my knees. Like I wouldn't even bleed. I would just like put them so on they my stick into your So skin. they would like imprint there, and I would like tell the lady that I fell so that I could go to the nurse and try to go home. And they were not going to send me home for like. My, for me having a pebble that fell out they'd be like that's that's <laughs> normal. That's like you you're fine.
1: Meanwhile in recess I was like playing tackle football. Stop it. With the guys. For like. me, really? Well I had a weird transition. So I was <laughs> the girl playing tackle football and like ripping the hoods off people's sweatshirts. Nice. And then I decided that I wanted to be a girly girl. Right. Um and so I You just decided one day? Uh, well you see there was like these friends that I wanted to be a part of oh, and I like, went to a slumber party and you couldn't be tackling anyone. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like these girls don't tackle people. <laughs> and like, I'm That's not, stunning. I thing. wasn't like, I, it wasn't even the recess crowd. Like one of my best friends from home, she was like actually in the recess crowd of like tomboy. I was like the after school care. Like I'm tackling people three years younger than me. Okay, so you were just a bully. (laughs) No, I was just with the randoms. Okay. Like I wasn't respected by the guys playing football. Oh. But what I did do when I had this like transition was i decided i was gonna be more girly right because i wanted to be friends with these other people yeah and they were cheerleaders right and i cringed that myself but i did i did like the little sideline cheer
0: did you really
1: i didn't know it was unofficial i didn't have a skirt or anything i was out there in my uniform yeah we we decided we were the cheerleaders oh nobody said we were on a team.
0: Okay, so in my head you were on a team. No. You were not. No no no. I you were never in regular clothes. <laughs> yeah. Did you have pom poms? Nope. Just arms. <laughs> and fists. <laughs> you Cinnamon were... rolls. Is that oh I, don't know. I, I heard someone say that
1: once. I, I don't never know. Thought, wow. I did gymnastics but I never did change. I did gymnastics for a hot second.
0: I loved gymnastics. And I wasn't good. And wow. I did dance and I wasn't good. And then I did soccer and I wasn't <laughs> good. Basketball, <laughs> softball. Oh, you tried them all at least. Uh, I didn't try cheer. Okay. I think that was, I knew I, that wasn't going to work out. I but ended then. up
1: doing gymnastics for like six years when I was oh. younger. <laughs> but then when I got older, I just didn't respect cheerleaders because I just thought gymnastics was harder. Oh. But I do respect competitive cheer. Sideline cheer, what I was doing. Unofficially, we not super know respectable. Maybe it was fun for other people, but it, I, it was like super fun,
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Wow, okay. So, the other thing I was gonna say was I used to go around in my brain to like each person in class. Oh my god, I just thought of like five more. Oh my god, I used to go around to each person in class and I used to like play this game in my head of like everybody in this class has to be a food or everybody in this class has to be an animal, and I would have to like figure out what animal they were associated with or like a month of the year or like random things. Oh. So I would look at people for, I probably looked creepy because I was looking at them for so long, but I'd be like a waffle. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Or like, she's a koala
1: and then he is a cheetah. Were like certain types of people the same animal? No, I just,
0: no. It oh, it was it's intuition. You look the, at them and had to be okay. No, I was a very intuitive kid. I knew what kids were what animals. And, like, okay, I could look at you right now, and I'm yeah. trying to not think of when your birthday is, but you look like a November. Really? Yeah. But you know my birthday is What month do I look like? You. My brain does not work this way. Jeez, that's so weird to me. Or, like, names. Like, what name do you look like? You don't look like a Maddie. I know that. You look like a. I. Like a tailor, maybe. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting. Or like a. Hmm. I don't know. I'll think about it. I couldn't do that. Like all. You don't know I, anything about what I am. All right? I was thinking of when you said, "What month do I look like?" was January. Okay, so you're a cheater. No, I think I I think you're probably a little bit more left brained. Well, that's the creative. No, that's the right brain. Oh, whatever. The creative, like. Not emotional, and it's like a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That side of the brain. And I'm weirdly on the analytical, logical side. Mm hmm But not, I don't know, I'm weird, because I'm not extreme on that end either. Like, I'm not super analytical and, like, Mm -hmm. really smart and, like, very black and white. (laughs) But I'm also, like, not creative and, like, not very right-brained at all.
0: Yeah, but I think, I don't know if it has anything to do with that. I don't know what I am. I'm not sure. I've never met you before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you are. Hi, nice to meet you. And um, what month do I look like? I, I know I was a weird kid. Yeah. Like,
1: super weird. And I probably played so many games in my head. Mm-hmm. But I think I played more out loud with people. Like, I think I explained the game. The game. Uh, okay, so yeah. you didn't keep this in. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is what's happening. Like, we're going to go, me and my... Um, elementary school best friend that I still love. Just one of my favorite people from back home. We used to go to the edge of the fence on the property where our school was, and we used to pick these green, like vines off of these branches through the fence that you could only pick those, like if you were brave enough to like stick your arms. If in the only, fence. if only you could. Be- and then we would like smash them against the concrete. I dude don't ask. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying right now.
0: It was all blades of
1: grass? No, it wasn't grass. It was like these branches of like this tree. Okay. And we would grind it against the cement and we would get everything off. And we would bury a plastic bag under the wood chips in like the ditch (laughs) like the side weirdest part next to the gate where you, like, you would have to climb over. It's like a chain link fence. We would dig, and we put a plastic bag in the same spot every time. And we would take the little shavings from the branches, and we would compile them into this baggie. Makes no sense. For I, for what purpose? No, no,
0: purpose. None, no purpose. But we used to call it the green factory. Well, right, you guys were doing business.
1: <laughs> Essentially. But, like, that's the type of weird person so you guys were like okay
0: we need to go work yeah yeah factory. we were like
1: construction hat on we're going
0: to the we have to, go to work and no one else no one else is brave place. enough to work you guys were the only ones willing to do the hard work so i also did you well probably not because you weren't this kind of weird i knew every state and country capital for like five years no i would make the kids quiz me at recess it was like the it was like i was the like like human jeopardy because it was like Minnesota And I'd be like No I was not that kid at all. I don't think I remember any of them. Wait, give me names up. Huh? Uh South Dakota. Uh no, come on, you already New, New Jersey. Jersey. Wait, no no that's North uh, Trenton is New Jersey. Okay. Um Kentucky. Mm, it's not Louisville, is it? No, I don't remember. Frankfurt. Know. Oh Frankfurt, you're right, you're <laughs> right, you're right, right. Um Maine um no i know this one augusta
1: no that's georgia no it's not
0: augusta georgia i think there's another
1: one actually i don't know what the capital of georgia is anyways i was not that kid i
0: was the kid
1: that made up songs and recorded them on my mom's phone
0: capital of maine is augusta Augusta! baby okay capital of georgia is it atlanta no it's not atlanta it's it's Atlanta. Atlanta.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Capital of Washington.
0: Um. Oh, I know this one. Olympia. Yeah. See? That's... Oh my gosh. some of it's still in there.
1: Okay. But I
0: used to know all the countries too and now I probably couldn't
1: name. I'm them, actually but. pretty good at geography. Really?
0: really? But I have to see it. I had a friend in high school who didn't tell. our senior year was very confused about what we were talking about whenever I said I was going to Rome in Italy. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, what I just said. And she was like, what I just said, and we realized that for years she thought that Europe was the country, Italy was a city, Rome was a no. city, yeah, like no. Paris was a city, but so was France. France was a city. She didn't know the difference. She didn't know between, what is it a continent and a country. Yeah, it. yeah, it was a very interesting experience to explain that. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's that. Um. I don't know what that was. The green factory. I, listen, I want to go. <laughs> I wonder like, if the plastic
1: time. bag is still
0: there. After all these, there years. was some janitor years later. Somebody was landscaping, and they said,
1: "What is
0: going?" I'm gonna on? go home and think of so many other games
1: that would have been like semi funny or interesting. And no, that, I like that, that one. Just great. wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. It was good. I like it.
0: It, it. I think it really showcases who you were as a nine year old. Probably, you know. Um, okay, so this time we're gonna be talking about some personality disorders because personality disorders are my favorite. Um, another one of those weird things that I have a favor of considering these are all debilitating diseases.
1: <laughs> you
0: do rank things in favorites. Now. I do. Literally everything. My favorite of my worst experiences, I have them mm. ranked in my head. Um, so basically, for those of you who don't know, Maddie, majored in psychology. I, I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. I don't remember a single thing. Okay. So at least she's honest um i'm majoring in social work i have a master's in social work so technically i can diagnose um, and she
1: remembers everything and i remember she everything.
0: knows the entire dsm-5 essentially well not the entire thing there's probably a lot of things i don't know Pretty impressive. but personality disorders are like some of the most interesting i think because they're so different from mood disorders so your mood disorders are like more of your typical ones that you're going to see where it's um your i mean it changes with your mood so like depression anxiety disorders ptsd that those kind of disorders like those are the common ones that people usually know um, but personality disorders are different and i feel like i don't know if this is just the side of tiktok that i'm on probably totally. <laughs> but um i'm on a lot of therapy tiktok but people are talking a lot about a lot of things that make me want to scream a little bit because they have it wrong
1: oh.
0: um not all of it but there are certain things that i'm like wait that's actually not like a trait of narcissistic personality disorder or something. Oh.
1: Okay. So uh, some of it is. And we're gonna break it's these down
0: for you. So by we're by that, I mean gonna break them
1: down. Haley.
0: It's gonna break these down for you. Yeah, but you're gonna know some of it. Um but sure. we're also go- <laughs> <laughs> we're also gonna talk about some of the people that were rumored to have had some of these. Now, personality disorders are different because they're less likely to get treatment. Um Why is that? So somebody that has a mood disorder, for example, it's gonna be somebody that has like Basically, for anything to be diagnosable, it has to be interfering with your daily functioning. Basically, right. So, people that have a lot of these disorders, whenever we're going to go through, they don't want to go for these specific things. They're usually going to go for like this personality disorder is what's making me depressed, so I have I go to therapy for it, or I want medication okay. for the depression. depression. But I don't. This is a part of their personality. It's like completely ingrained in them since adolescence. It's really inflexible, so they think this is just how they. Function. I think that's what people don't often get about personality disorders people just
1: think like okay well if you work on it like it'll go away and it's like
0: no it's not actually a choice yes personality disorders have to be coped with they aren't to be cured not that you're ever necessarily even cured from an anxiety disorder or you know depression you're not necessarily cured from this either but these are um but they're an enduring pattern of your inner experience. So these are going to, I mean, it's your framework of your life. You have to unlearn those for the rest of your life, essentially. Yeah. I mean, some people are going to have it over time. It starts to stabilize, um, and you kind of learn how to figure out the impairment, but it's not ever completely gone, yeah. um, which can be hard for a lot of different types of people. So, are you ready? By the way, I'm not farting. <laughs> gonna i I know. I feel like it needs to be dressed. It is my chair, so that's just for rats. Sure. Okay um so cluster a so there's three different kinds of clusters and they're in clusters because they present totally different than other disorders so cluster a is um, they present as really odd or really eccentric so one of the first ones is paranoid personality disorder yeah so another thing is that these start in adolescence and so you might start to notice traits oh also disclaimer um this isn't for you to diagnose anybody in your life just fyi yeah. um i'm not diagnosing any of your family members as of right now i'm not but you can like probably see certain qualities but granted it's kind of like whenever you take you read any kind of diagnosis you're like oh my god i do all of that but yeah you, pro- you might not be diagnosable a lot of people in your life might not be diagnosable they might have some things and not others and
1: with most of these don't you have to like hit a certain amount of Qualities Mm -hmm. to be diagnosed with Mm -hmm. it. So it's like you can't it's like going on WebMD and saying like, okay, well To have cancer you have a cough and drowsiness and fatigue Well, you also have to have a list of like other things that you check off that would lead you to that conclusion Mm -hmm. So it's like some of these you probably do see in people, but that doesn't mean that they have These very serious disorders. Yeah, and then
0: part of it is also like were they ever on drugs because they could have brain damage or it could be substance induced, or it could be because of some other biological thing. It could be a complex trauma in the family, generational trauma, like that all impacts these things. So it's showing you signs of it. It doesn't mean that they have a personality disorder. So a lot of factors need to be considered by a professional. I am very anti self-diagnosing, so don't do it. But if you like notice certain things, you could probably like, at least ask questions to yeah. somebody who could potentially diagnose you. Yes. But it's also just really interesting. I like learning about them without diagnosing anybody. And yes. it's really fun because you can, like, if you go on YouTube and you type in, like, person with this disorder, there's, like, a million interviews with a million different types of people. It's super interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, paranoid personality disorder. Um, so this one is – diagnosis is really hard for this one. Yeah. Um, but basically, these kind of people just believe that others are harming, exploiting, or deceiving them in some way. So they're gonna question loyalty and pretty much anyone in their lives. They're reluctant to confide in others. They read into hidden meanings of things, so everything feels like symbolism. Oh. But it, and it's not to the point where it's like psychosis, which is different. Those are like delusions. Um, but it's gonna be to the point where it's like people constantly have to re-explain the same thing that it doesn't have to be, you know, an explainable coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bear grudges. They perceive this attack on their character all the time. Suspicions without justification regarding spouse infidelity is probably one of the most common ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to have four or more of these in order to have to be diagnosed. Um, so it's more common in men than women. Interesting. I know. Really. <laughs> nope. Nope. So close. Very interesting. Um, these kinds of people likely don't have any friends because they're overly argumentative. People just don't want to be friends with them. Hmm. Um, most often they don't have a very large range of affect. So that just means like your affect is like the way that you're presenting to other people. They don't have a range of emotion. Really. It's usually like stuck in one spot of like, they're only certain different levels of mad or different levels of like neutral to upset. They're not going to go to like really happy or like if they're super happy, you might not know it. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, they have an excessive need to be self-sufficient independent But like I said, diagnosis can be tricky because not many people are going to go to therapy for that. Right. Those
1: seem like seemingly innocent Mm -hmm. sort of qualities to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Like you could have a few of those and and no one would be like, oh my gosh, that's probably a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. But in their day-to-day life, it could actually be really... Right.
0: And the other thing is a lot of other disorders have paranoia as part of it. So it might not always be that. It's usually like their hallmark thing about them is that they're paranoid. So for example, some of the rumored people to have had it were Hitler and Richard Nixon. Oh. So like it's people that it's like their core feature of them. You would describe them as paranoid. So like this is not I'm not saying
1: this. This is kind of a joke, but I was going to say like every Enneagram six.
0: Yes, okay, yeah. (laughs) Okay, but you're also attacking yourself. So it's not like that. Because I wouldn't say like- Because I feel like Maddie is just paranoid. Okay,
1: but I feel like some sixes that I know, I'm like, to me, their outstanding characteristic is that they're paranoid.
0: Yeah, and that could be- potential but then are those people that you're considering also like super argumentative and want to detach from other people probably and that's
1: the danger of grabbing one Mm -hmm. quality and running with exactly and
0: like because paranoia is really common in a lot of different kinds of anxiety disorders exactly or it might just be they're experiencing anxiety and they're not diagnosable because that happens too yeah um so yeah that one's pretty interesting okay this one is so interesting to me and I've never met anybody that's had this one so, this is schizoid personality disorder. So, they're schizoid and they're schizotypal. So, they're two different things, but they're schizoid. S- That's the one I said earlier. Sounds like a shape. Yes. You you did, in fact, say that. Trapezoid. It it is not. It is. Trapazoid. It is personality disorder. Um, So basically, this is a... a, Ooh, I got excited. Detachment (laughs) from social relationships and a restricted range of expression or emotions interpersonally. So they're going to I got to be honest. I didn't catch a single thing you said. Okay. So basically, they're detached from others because they don't have the capacity to get into emotions. They have a very limited affect. And like interpersonally, they just don't have interpersonal skills. That sounds
1: like something that I would read in a textbook like four times and not get it. Nothing would stick.
0: Okay. So then let me, let me, I'll, I get it. Read and explain at the same time. (laughs) So there's four or more of these things. So they don't enjoy or desire close relationships. And that includes like family, solitary activities. They just don't enjoy them. Okay. Um, they have little interest in sexual experiences. They take pleasure in very few activities. They lack close friends. They often appear indifferent towards praise or criticism. Like it doesn't really matter what you say to them, okay. no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very cold, have a flattened affect. Um, flattened affect is probably something that I'll say a few different times. So FYI, that's just like, again, a limited range of emotion. It's just a flat personality essentially is the best way yeah. to describe it. You can Emotionless. <laughs> yeah. So they come off, matter? they find basically the person in the video that I was watching, it's um, schizoid personality disorder, what it's like. Um, it's this guy talking about how he went through this breakup after five years and how he just didn't care and how he like wanted to feel bad that he didn't care, but he didn't even care about that. Oh. And he was like, it's really hard because I find literally everything dull. Like nothing is stimulating to me. Hmm. Like just basic, he said he's basically never enjoying himself. But would
1: you consider that like being numb?
0: Yes. That's basically their entire personality disorder is that they're numb.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, emotions he said are very occasional experiences he's like yes I've felt happy before it just rarely happens interesting yeah and I don't think it's to the extent that we would experience happiness right it's like very flat yes at
1: like a low level yes
0: and because they have a lot of interpersonal problems they can be misdiagnosed with autism a lot
1: okay Uh,
0: but they don't have any like learning difficulties it's it can be hard to like figure out where the line is on that one not usually until they're older but oh another thing personality disorders can't be diagnosed until you're 18 so that's why sometimes they can be diagnosed with autism and then it'll change to schizoid um also that they can be diagnosed with depression a lot too because it's like oh you just don't enjoy anything you're probably depressed Mm. but depression can be comorbid so then you might become depressed because of your personality disorder so people that get treatment for this are usually going for depression okay yeah, or what they believe wow. to be depression. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah, wouldn't that be so hard? Yeah, I just I think I care so much about every single thing that the but idea it feels of like really
1: foreign to you to like be described as potentially dull or just like <laughs> no one's ever going to be dull flattened. I can't of anything. Yeah,
0: that'd be so hard.
1: Yeah, I think one of the weirdest and hard emotions to feel is being numb. Like it's weird. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that, like, I feel like at some point everyone's experienced, like, I don't know why I don't care or, like, why mm-hmm. I'm not crying about this or yeah. why I'm not, like, affected by this. No, me but 30 I minutes sh- ago. <laughs> yeah. But I should. Yeah. And for that to be your life. Yeah. Seems like it would just, like, inevitably you would just hurt people right.
0: because of that. Like, mm-hmm. that seems like a super hard. Well, it'd be hard because it'd be like, well, I don't care. So why it. do you care? Yeah. And then other people being like, well, I, I don't have a personality disorder like you. I just, of course I care. This is what it's like to be a normal person.
1: Right. But you can't use that against right. them. Exactly. Because it's
0: not that they even want right. to do that. They just are. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very hard. Yeah. Um So then there's another one. This one is schizotypal personality disorder. So the people rumored to have this one are Vincent Gogh and then Willy Wonka. Interesting. 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 So that tells you a little bit. Um Basically, this is pervasive patterns of interpersonal deficits reduced capacity for close relationships because of cognitive or perceptual distortion. Okay. Um, basically, they're very eccentric people. They usually have some sort of interpersonal deficit of their skills. So they just like aren't able to relate to other people in a way that other people perceive as normal. Um, and usually this ends up affecting their ability to have close relationships, they just see the world very differently. So they have what's called ideas of reference. So those are considered incorrect interpretations of casual incidents and external events. So what they perceive to be reality isn't a delusion necessarily, but it's like an altered version of what everyone else sees
1: okay so what's like an example of that
0: so like if we're thinking vincent van gogh or willy wonka we're thinking okay well this kind of will explain it a little bit more too like though it's a belief in clairvoyance telepathy bizarre fantasies about things that are kind of um contorted into reality a little bit like they can't always necessarily separate them okay um and so they're gonna have unusual perceptual experiences so their perception of things is going to be just different than what you'd experience Um, odd thinking and speech, paranoia, inappropriate affect that doesn't match the scenario that they're in. Okay. So, like, it causes them problems interpersonally because they're the people that are going to be dying laughing in a funeral. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, 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 that's not not what we do. That's not how this is supposed to go. Um, They have behavior or appearance that is considered eccentric or peculiar. Um, Sometimes they have social anxiety because of these things. It doesn't always mean that they're, like, very out of their – way being like wild it's just like a part of their personality is that they seem off all the time um they're not able to take cues about affect and social settings like they're not saying like oh everybody around here is upset i need to be upset they their brain doesn't process that the same Mm -hmm. way um inattention to social conventions unkept manner of dress that doesn't always fit together just because their perception of what things are supposed to look like they're just they're very um like don't understand the status quo and don't follow it mm-hmm. essentially um but they can't have psychotic features so that's not usually um people go not looking for treatment for the personality disorder but they come with the anxiety and the depression that comes with it yeah um but sometimes they experience psychosis and sometimes not so psychosis is basically any um obsession or delusion not obsession what's the word i'm looking for i don't know delusion oh my gosh why don't i remember this?
1: Delusion. it's a belief
0: oh, or a perceptual experience like if you're se- hallucination there it is
1: there we go um you're welcome yeah
0: it's either it's either a belief <laughs> a belief that you um you know that the government has tapped this room and they're hearing everything that we're saying right now and then that impacts my well, life that's true well that if, if it would be a delusion if it were false your but it's FBI not your fbi agent is watching you all right now, hey, what's up, Carl? How have you been? Bob, you didn't think I knew about you? <laughs> Joke's on you. Um, we see you, anyways. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought, okay. Anyways, yeah, so that's Vincent Van Gogh and Willy Wonka. Also, there's some rumors that Vincent Van Gogh did not kill himself. I didn't know he did, yeah, cut off his ear the whole ordeal.
1: Oh, I didn't know that's what led to it. No, 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 it was lies. after that, but that was like, oh, things aren't looking
0: good for good old Vinny oh i've never thought about the fact that his nickname growing I, up could have been i Vinnie. just thought that after i said it i thought oh my god jersey shore oh i thought about a vinny that i know from home that was horrible sorry vinny vinny if you're listening hope you're doing better and i'm talking to vinny from jersey shore okay i don't care about that guy yeah me either <laughs> he was mean to me
1: did you watch jersey shore
0: yes did you like vinny Oh, you don't have to fist bump. You yes. don't have to. Did you I loved Vinny. He's probably my favorite. Oh, he was my favorite. Okay. Easy. I, yeah. I actually still think about him. I don't, but... Oh. Hey, Vinny. Hey, hey, I like how we always associate people, like, assuming they're listening. Like, why would Vinny from Jersey Shore? <sighs> so. Ooh, what's that? It's a freeze-dried peach. You got it from Target? Yeah. I almost bought these <clears> the <throat> other day.
1: I really like peaches. Turns out I don't like them as much freeze-dried. <laughs> it tastes like... <laughs> Kicks, kicks. Do you ever have kicks cereal growing up?
0: No. DMS if you did. <laughs> and say what I had kicks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So this one's my favorite cluster <laughs> of the disorders. Okay. Maddie thinks she's really funny right now. She's been giggling at herself.
1: I long. don't think I'm funny. I'm just laughing.
0: Okay. So what's
1: the phrase you think of whenever you hear the word cluster?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. You Sorry. think
1: swear words are funny? Dude. Is that what you think? <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So this one, I didn't know what I was gonna say. I meant to say something else, but I just said go ahead.
0: <laughs> Carry on. Okay, so ironically, Cluster B is described as dramatic, emotional, and erratic. So me? Is that- <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, so. This is a distinction that I want to make because it's important. So, sure. people always confuse psychopathy, sociopathy, and narcissism. You don't know what that is. <laughs> never heard psychopathy being a psychopath. That sounds like apothecary. I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> Finally, something that I know that you don't know. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> No, that's a word. Apothecary. Oh well, you know
0: what a word that there is a word that I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know the definition. Apothe.
0: I'm exhausted.
1: Anyone who watches
0: Schitt's Creek will know that word. I've watched Schitt's Creek. Well. Mm, I didn't honestly though um, unpopular opinion. I didn't really think it was that funny. Well, I loved it. A person, a person who prepared and sold medicines and drugs. I did not. So it Um, applies to absolutely nothing. So psychopathy would be being a psychopath. Okay. Sociopathy would be being a sociopath. People use them interchangeably, but they're not. Okay. Narcissism, we're going to talk about in a minute. But basically, Mm -hmm. narcissists do have guilt and shame. Okay. Psychopaths don't. They don't feel guilt and shame the way that everybody else feels it. Okay. Either of these people, so basically you can't you don't diagnose someone as a psychopath. You don't diagnose someone as a sociopath. You diagnose them with antisocial personality disorder, which is one of the ones we're gonna talk about. So basically the difference between antisocial is that and people that are antisocial, um, or I'm sorry. Nope, I'm already wrong. That are sociopaths are made, psychopaths are born. Okay. Okay. So, basically, one of the things I have on here, not gonna lie I don't remember what it was, so I'm going to read off of it. Um, our autonomic nervous system, our, where we're afraid, um, starts to act up, obviously, whenever we're stimulated. Antisocial personalities don't feel stress and arousal in the same way as us, so that's why they can pass lie detector tests. Oh. It's because they don't get stressed, and it's, they don't get nervous. So,
1: it's like a famous
0: sociopath. Um, I have them on here. Like a, an example of a famous sociopath. So basically, the difference is that sociopaths can't fit into societal norms. Psychopaths can. Okay. So psychopaths are going to have interpersonal skills that sociopaths don't have. Like Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. So Ted Bundy's like a psychopath. A sociopath would be... And psychopaths um,
1: are born psychopaths.
0: Yes. Okay. So there basically has to be a... It's uh, basically a perfect storm for a psychopath, essentially, because... Okay you can have psychopaths that don't have a desire to murder. Mm. So a psychopath that doesn't have a desire to murder is probably working on wall street or something Oh, where they don't really give a shit about who they're like stepping on to get where they need to go. And they're charming and they get the job done, but they happen to be born in a family that was able to function with them being a psychopath. And they didn't have any maybe childhood trauma or they weren't exposed to certain things. Um, It has to be like a perfect storm. They also have a desire to kill like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that would have made them into a murdering psychopath. Not every psychopath is Is a murderer. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But antisocial is different. They feel like they're above societal norms. um, And a lot of times you can still be antisocial and not be a murderer. But it's usually antisocial people are born into low-income environments. They don't have good education. And they had, they quote-unquote, had to become antisocial in order to survive. So it's like gang members. To cope. Yeah. Okay. so antisocial personalities, blah, blah, blah. That's um, their empathy parts of their brain don't light up on PET scans. Interesting. They just straight up don't work. It's so weird. Um, psychopaths have genetic traits. Antisocial tendencies are what? What am I talking about? Okay, I don't I really know what don't I'm know. talking about. Um, uh, so so okay, this is what it says. Sociopathy learns criminality and learns it as survivalism not always comfortable for them initially. And they have to kind of adapt into it a little bit. So um, eventually they learn to train and lower their arousal where psychopaths already have it. They can already have immediate lowered arousal to things. Um, normally these people don't ha- see a benefit in therapy and usually are there for court ordered treatment.
1: Oh. It's usually,
0: they, psychopaths are going to think they're above it. Antisocial people usually think they're above it also that they don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, any person that I've known who's been diagnosed with this, or will potentially be diagnosed with this, doesn't want to be there. Yeah. So it's usually the experience. They don't think of their consequences also, um, and they tendency to, they have a tendency to really have inconsistent work history. So all that being said, antisocial personality disorder um, is basically the disregard for and violation of the rights of others. So they have to have three or more of these since the age of 15. Okay. So it's failure to conform to social norms and respect laws is basically what that is. Um, Deceitfulness or lying, impulsivity, irritability or aggressiveness, disregard for the safety of self or others, irresponsibility, and lack of remorse. Um, They also have to have evidence of a conduct disorder before age 15. So mm, to be diagnosed with a conduct disorder, you have to be committing crimes, essentially. Um, A conduct disorder is basically a very intense version of obsessive defiant disorder. So it's basically, they can't respect rules in one way or another. Um, It also they have to rule out bipolar schizophrenia first because those are more common. Um, These individuals have a tendency to be more, is it glib or glib? Glib. (laughs) Glib. I think it's glib. I've never heard that word. Glib. Glib. I think it's glib.
1: Glib. Glib. Glib? What does that mean? Well, what's Glib. (laughs) Beats me. <laughs> I've never heard either word. Which one? What, so
0: why are you mad at just one? I'm just, You decided it was glib, so I went with glib. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so that. They're cocky. They're charming. They have a set of their own rules and don't understand why people would ask them to follow any other type of rules. They might experience dysphoria, including complaints of tension in their bodies, inability to tolerate boredom or depressed mood. They um, are often- Glib.
1: Fluent and voluble, but insincere and shallow. Wait, play the... I am. Glib. Glib. I'm I
0: was glib. Right. I'm a genius. Um, so, also, okay, so not everybody that has survival tendencies in urban settings or low socioeconomic areas are have the personality disorder, so sometimes right. they can be misdiagnosed just because they have productive survival strategies. It doesn't mean that they're antisocial. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, that's that. That's an antisocial personality disorder and a little bit of narcissistic personality disorder, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, kind of fun. A little crazy. What do you think? Glib. Glib. Okay, so this next one is probably my favorite.
1: Your favorite. Know, of- but this
0: one has a lot of famous people that are diagnosed with it. So, Ooh. Pete Davidson is diagnosed with this one. So, what? Uh, well, Marilyn Monroe, we've talked about her. Okay. Um, Angelina Jolie, Megan Fox, and Charlie Sheen interesting i know so this one is more likely to get treatment than a lot of the other ones i think if any probably the most out of all of them these people are going to come to get treatment so these people are the ones that have talked openly about their experience so um basically this is an instability of interpersonal relationships self-image and affect with marked impulsivity so they have these five um different qualities so frantic efforts to avoid abandonment unstable and intense interpersonal relationships that's like the most common of all of them they do this thing called splitting so splitting is basically you are either like i'm obsessed with you i have to spend every minute with you i love you so much and if you do one thing wrong to me or something that i perceive as a potential abandonment i'm going to completely cut you off and i'm never talking to you again and i'm going to make your life hell. oh potentially not all of them but that's it's the option of you're either one thing or the other it's very it's they live in a state of constant gray, like everything is interpersonal fuzziness, except for people are either black or white. They're either the best person I've ever met or they are the Antichrist, Oh, essentially. Okay. Um, identity disturbances, so they're not sure who they are, what they want, what they kind of take on the personas of whoever they're around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, impulsive, um, in at least two areas that are self-damaging. So a lot of times they have, a t- they're called the frequent flyers of the um, of like psych units and stuff, because they're going to have a lot of self-harm, a lot of suicide, a lot of suicide attempts in general, um, recurrent behavior or threat. So they're going to threaten to kill themselves when they're having a hard day. And when I say they, I'm not, I feel like that sounds derogatory, but I'm not being derogatory. I promise. Um, affect instability. So they have a lot of trouble with mood regulation and they react very quickly to a lot of things. Um, they uh, can be irritable, have a lot of anxiety. Chronic feelings of emptiness is also one of like the most characteristic things. Mm. Um, inappropriate and intense anger. Um, inappropriate is probably the key word there. It's usually things that wouldn't trigger most people. Okay. Um, or they're going to act in a scenario. Like if you are at work. Like if I get angry at work, I'm going to know that I can't throw a chair. That's not all. It just it wouldn't be appropriate. Sometimes these people don't okay. always have that ability to kind of regulate that. Uh, intense anger and paranoia. So that's another one where paranoia can come in. Um, so yeah. So basically borderline can be really hard to treat a lot of times. Um, it can be super frustrating. They have a lot of boundary issues sometimes. Um, but I feel for them because I can imagine that it is, it sounds like one of the least ones that I'd ever want to be diagnosed with because it's so hard. So yeah. Hard. Um, they all, a lot of times get diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but it's not an accurate diagnosis. Um, And a lot of times this one shows up in adolescence pretty early, usually around like Mm. 15, but you can't diagnose until 18 because a lot of it can be hormones and people can grow out of those things. But sure. um, Yeah. So borderline is like one of the harder ones. They also call it the I hate you don't leave me disorder.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. so That's so interesting. I know. But doesn't it just sound terrible?
0: Like it makes me feel for them. Yeah. I think every one of these,
1: I mean, they sound really hard. Yeah especially because they're disorders that you don't really like the hope isn't like one day I'll grow out of this. It's like one day I'll hopefully learn how to Mm -hmm. live with these things. Right. And yeah, this one seems, I mean, they all, I don't know. They all seem like they would just screw up relationships and just be really hard. Mm -hmm. But this one seems a little bit more chaotic. Like in some of the other ones, like, obviously being dull or not feeling emotion toward things suck and will affect everybody. But I hate you don't leave me feels a little bit more involved.
0: It's just a constant fear of abandonment. That just feels so stressful and so sad to me because it's so real to them in that moment, even when people are like constantly telling you that that's not the case. Yes. Which I, yeah. And interpersonal relationships are so intense for them too. Like Mm -hmm. I'm with you every day, which is like, like Pete Davin said, like with, his relationship with Ariana Grande back in the day, like mm. so intense. They were engaged in five minutes. They were together the entire time, like barely got a break from each other. And then it was over. Uh, which is probably
1: so hard if you're him, because that's your biggest fear. Right. 100%. But it's almost like you squeeze the sand too, too tight yeah. and all the pieces mm-hmm.
0: are going to fall through. Yeah. And that's how they feel all the time. Oh, that's very scary. No, I it's do. very sad. That's really hard. It can be very hard to deal with. But there's a lot of new treatments and stuff that's coming out for borderline right now that okay. like that are really cool. Like DBT works really well. Um, What's DBT? That's uh dialectical. I always say that word wrong. Uh behavior therapy. Okay. Um, that's a whole nother spiel. Okay. So next one is histrionic personality disorder. So some of the people that have had this one are Diane Downs. Have we talked about Diane? No, we haven't talked about Diane Downs in the podcast. I don't know who that is. There is um, – she was a woman who murdered her – well, tried to murder three of her children. And oh. um, I think just killed killed one of them. Oh. And paralyzed the other. Um, so she – it nope not just she so also another one is luca magnata if you've ever heard of him have you ever seen the netflix documentary don't fuck with cats
1: yes okay it, that's him that's him yes okay that
0: documentary is crazy
1: very absolutely crazy it's a, like not at all what i thought it was gonna be yep
0: no 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 no, no, no. um anna nicole smith is also another one do you remember her why do I know that? But I so can't. She's like a reality. I don't Can know if you, she, you would even call her a reality star, but I know who that is. Um, okay. So histrionic personality disorder is also super interesting to me. So um, it's excessive emotionality and attention seeking in a variety of contexts. So the most, uh, um, I guess, important thing <laughs> to, <laughs> to establish is that these are usually um, that their interactions are characterized by inappropriate sexual advances. Um, so these people can be very, they have shallow expressions of emotion in general because nothing is necessarily authentic. It's all a way to get attention in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, they're uncomfortable in situations when they're not the center of attention. Mm. Um, their speech is, is often excessively impressionistic and lacking in detail. So they have strong opinions that they just adapt from others. So they would fail your color test as a kid. Okay. Because they're the people that are like, oh my God, yes, red is my favorite color and I love it. And if you were like, oh, why is red your favorite color? They'd be like, it's actually, it's not, you know, red. like they're it, it, it's mine because it's yours. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And you were excited. So now I'm excited. Yes.
0: Um, they consistently use physical appearance to draw attention to themselves. They um, are very theatrical and exaggerated, very suggestible. Um, And they often consider relationships to be more intimate than they really are. So that's one of the things with Diane Downs, where she would, like, constantly be very suggestive, always needed attention from other people, would fake injuries, would fake a bunch of things, and then, like, convince men to have sex with her, this whole bit. Also something Luca Magnano did, too. Um, They, yeah, she was just a very eccentric kind of person, um, but she would get in these relations, like, she killed her kids for a relationship with a guy who was not even interested in her because she thought it was way more and they would go through her journals and they were very like intimate like thought Mm -hmm. that they were having this thing that he was like it was not that it was never that um yeah so that one is also pretty hard that one is I've never had anyone with that disorder either okay I've never met anyone with that disorder have you met all the other disorders that we've been through, have you um, met some people? Assumed. Um, I've met a lot of people with borderline. Um, I've met people with antisocial. Um, I have potentially met schizotypal, but I'm not that one I'm not sure of, But I've never met paranoid or schizoid or histrionic. Okay. Yeah. Because again, some of them like, and a lot of them aren't I'm not diagnosing for one in the field that I'm in right now, but mm-hmm. I'm also not um diagnosing personality disorders because they're 18 and i have most of my girls are under 18 oh yeah um Um, wow it would be so much pressure
1: to make sure that you're correct in diagnosing somebody with
0: anything Mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's a lot of pressure i mean granted you can always go back and change things but it's hard because people get attached to labels Yes, um, especially with Sort of since they are pervasive, so people are like, "Oh no, this is what I am. This is what this I'll always I be." Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful with those ones. But and especially my one of my um, old professors calls them sorry calls them um, uh, collectors, like diagnosis collectors. That they just come in and they want you to give them another diagnosis because it just adds to like the collection of diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. You can have more than one personality disorder, but it's a very uncommon, and I would probably advise against it. So, yeah. Um. Anyways. Okay. Last one out of my favorite cluster. Narcissistic personality disorder. So, this is need for admiration, lack of empathy, and then five or more of the next couple things. So, they have a grandiose sense of self-importance. They think they're awesome. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. They are preoccupied with fantasies of success, power, beauty, love. That doesn't always look like... Exactly what you would think it would be. Um, a lot of times it can just be that they are like narcissistic parents a lot, are just very focused on themselves. They view their kids as an extension of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they believe that they're special and they can only associate with other special people. Um they exploit others, they lack empathy, they can be envious of others, uh, just like a false confidence um and very arrogant behavior so some of the rumored people the most the most said and this is like which i think could be guessed just based off the things that you said yes uh donald trump is the uh, number one person that ever they use this in textbooks they'll say this is pre-election too um before he was the president they always said that he probably had it um frank lloyd wright he was the architect that did everything he definitely Mm -hmm. had it uh, and then Kanye West is another one people uh, think of it. Which would make sense because he thinks he's so special and only wants to associate with people that are as special as him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that one is uh, can also be diagnosed with, like, murderers and stuff. But obviously, again, not everybody that has this is going to sure. be a murderer. Um, but they're going to be people that um, don't take um, – you know, every conversation ends up being about them in one way or another. So, um Yeah. I feel like I could do a whole episode just on narcissism, though, because there's a lot of different – you can have narcissistic traits without having the personality disorder. Um, and then there's also different kinds of narcissism. So there's covert narcissism and there's overt narcissism, um, which is a whole other beast in itself. But, um, yeah, don't don't diagnose anyone with narcissistic personality disorder in your brain because a lot of people have been trying to do that, and it makes me mad. It doesn't mean that they yeah. have um, Okay, last little chunks of this one is um, the cluster C. So these are the anxious and fearful people. So we have avoiding personality disorder. So these people, as you can imagine, are avoiding everything. So it's um, social inhibition, feelings of inadequacy, self-esteem problems, hypersensitivity to people being negative towards them at all. So these people often avoid going out because they're terrified of criticism, disapproval from anybody, don't like being perceived in any sense. (laughs) Um, They're unwilling to get involved unless they're certain that they'll be liked me um fear of intimate relationships preoccupied with criticism their self-view is that they are unappealing and inferior and that they can't be around other people so it's just very sad yeah yeah um it usually starts in childhood and gets increasingly worse instead of better um they are sometimes can be associated with agoraphobia or some sort of social phobia they can be diagnosed with that instead um it just kind of depends on how pervasive it is and um, there's a little bit difference in qualifiers, basically. but um, you say agoraphobia, like I know. Oh, okay, or
1: anyone else spiritually right, listening. Right. To this okay. knows
0: what that. Agoraphobia means. is basically the fear of. <laughs> it always sounds weird when you look at it because it's like, three or more of the following and it's like a fear of wide open spaces and then it's like a fear of closed in spaces so it's like they're just afraid of spaces is basically (laughs) what you're saying oh i know it's it sucks because it's hard for them to explain of like no i'm terrified of looking out in an open field but i'm also terrified of being in a closed in box so what where do they want to be they don't oh they're just scared oh yeah it's usually like a fear of certain amount of spaces they don't want to be out in public Mm -hmm. um I have a, a friend who um we talked about how she potentially could get diagnosed with this from like she just had like a really hard experience that triggered this. And mm. she was like, I'm I like don't wanna we were in my backyard and she's like, I don't wanna like look around me because that stresses me out. But like I don't like to be in places, but I don't like to be out of places. <laughs> So she's just kind of uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. It just makes everything makes her anxious, and that, it doesn't like to be out in public. Doesn't like to be in the car. Like the car was really hard for her. Mm. Yeah, like That's, stuff like
1: that. That seems very um, just tiring. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it yeah. is. To feel very tiring. St-
1: constant stress
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one's hard because they'll try to prescribe you um, barbit or not barbiturates, uh, benzodiazepines. <laughs> um, ben- what was the first one? <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Get on, that was a good one thank you um no benzodiazepines don't take those that sounds like benzodiazepines you just said it again <laughs> said what again you just said the word again that sounds like <laughs> benzodiazepine.
1: what was the first one
0: barbiturates but i don't, I don't <laughs> know what those are i forget i don't know why that came to me first
1: bar oh Do y'all remember dave the barbarian
0: <laughs> not the same oh it's a class of sedatives Barbarian. that's a i used to play that one song in <laughs> disney channel games all the time nope not song um games. not that song i just listened to the theme song over Barbarians. and over okay Anyways, dependent personality disorder So these people are super interesting because they have a need to be taken care of that leads to submissive and clinging behaviors. They have a fear of separation from certain people, usually begins in early adulthood. These people are usually groomed to be this way in one way or another, whether they had a very overindulgent parent or a super underindulgent parent. Uh, Yeah. Um, They have a difficulty making everyday decisions without excessive advice. They need confirmation on everything. Okay. Um, They need others to assume responsibility and everything. These people usually don't drive. Like they need someone else to do it. They can't disagree with others. They have difficulty initiating projects on their own. They'll go to obsessive lengths to obtain obtain support from other people. Basically, they're very uh, preoccupied about their fears of being alone. Mm. Um, And that one, I don't have any famous people, which is disappointing. I like like having famous people to reference. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, The people like everyone would know right Mm -hmm. um well this one has a couple so this one is obsessive compulsive personality disorder so this one is what people usually know of as ocd you can also get diagnosed with um ocd and ocpd at the same time okay which is just essentially very debilitating so this is the preoccupation with orderliness perfectionism and mental control um they're not very flexible very occupied on efficiency and the way that they do things um so they're preoccupied with details, rules, lists, orders, organization, schedules, just to the point now this is important. It's to the point that the major point of the activity is lost because all they can think about is how to fix whatever it is. So like, you know, if I my phone isn't straight or whatever it looks like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do this podcast because that's all I can think about yes um perfectionism that interferes with task completion excessively devoted to work or productivity to the exclusion of relationships not now the the thing to that is not if it's economically necessary so it's not because you need to make the money it's because you can't stop focusing on one thing right um overly conscientious rigid rigid and stubborn often money is hoarded They're reluctant to delegate tasks to others, and they discard worthless objects with no sentimental – unable to discard worthless objects with no sentimental value.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Some of the rumored people to have had this were Steve Jobs, Estee Lauder, and Henry Hines. What's the
1: (laughs) main difference between – Like someone getting diagnosed with OCD and someone with OCPD.
0: So OCD, they're going to have either obsessions or compulsions. And so if you have OCD, you're going to be um, like, okay, so a compulsion is I have to touch this table five times. Otherwise, my family is going to die. Right. An obsession is basically that something that you literally cannot get out of your head. Um, Yes. Okay. And it's cyclical. So you can have one or both of those to be able to have OCD. So you can have OCD and OCPD, but OCD doesn't necessarily mean cleanliness. It can. Right. mean I need to lock, I need to like lock the store and have the kitchen this way. It can be like a certain like cleaning thing. It doesn't always look like that though. Right. I think that's the
1: thing that so many people get caught up on. Yeah. A, they like think that it's cute or funny to yeah. say like oh my gosh I'm so OCD about this like uh what's her name Chloe Kardashian yes jokes about like being mm-hmm. OCD because she likes her food organized no which like is actually pretty insulting to people who like deal mm-hmm. with it on yeah. a day-to-day
0: basis it's not like that
1: but what I learned because one of my friends from home she's been like really open and honest about being diagnosed with OCD And so I've been, like, looking into it and, like, researching it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I didn't know about it, which makes sense, I knew, like, you know, tapping something five times or, like, wanting things to be orderly can be um, kind of more commonly known. But a lot of what it is is just um, intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. things that you can't help thinking. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's, like, so many different types. There's, like, harm OCD Mm -hmm. where you can't help but think about, like, well, what what would happen if I jumped in front of this train? Yeah. Or, like, really scary things mm-hmm. about loved ones and, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's and you like, have to think about that. Yes. And there's, like, sexual OCD where you have, like, really inappropriate intrusive thoughts about children or, like, siblings Ooh. or, mm-hmm. like, obviously people that you don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. And I just never thought about how OCD could be just, like, an intrusive – thing mm-hmm. that you really don't want to focus on yeah. just like you really don't
0: want to hit the table
1: five times but you feel right. the need to oh there's so
0: many people that as it gets worse it's like that's totally debilitating like it takes yes. up their entire life or they're super embarrassed and do not want to go out because i'd have to explain to someone yeah and that's what
1: my friend that was talking about it i like really respect her because she's she said like i'm kind of opening up about this for me because i've just lived with like this mm-hmm. shame and also like a misdiagnosis for majority of my life mm-hmm. and she was like it's affected like everything like my marriage every friendship Mm. that I've had like my family and like all this stuff and she was like and I finally feel like I just want to put this out there so I can have like freedom for myself yeah and like start trying to deal with this now that I know what it Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. and I was just like oh my gosh and I think it changes obviously your opinion too and you I don't know her super well but even knowing somebody who has a personality disorder are like Anything that someone's diagnosed with, even people who are diagnosed with anxiety or depression, mm-hmm. like it just changes your perspective. Yeah. But uh, I, all does, of yeah. these just seem so hard in yeah. different ways, and like I don't know, there's like they're just like serious. No, they are. Yeah,
0: and I mean, they're they're a lot of them are very treatable. There's so many options now, yeah. which is nice. Is that there's so many things that you can do to be able to make these livable. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, I'm a little pro-therapy, I suppose. I'm yeah. slightly biased, but, um, yeah, no, it's it a, can work. It's a lot. Um, but, yeah, so that's that. Those are personality disorders. Interesting, right? Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, see, now you're a genius. And congrats to everybody that made it to the end of this because <laughs> um, it's kind of a lot of jargon. So don't diagnose anyone. Don't diagnose anyone. You, I mean, you definitely shouldn't do that in general. Also, don't diagnose yourself. Yes. Okay. Bye! <laughs>